Uh, I want to get back into our study. Um, we've been studying and we've been going through. What, how have you been helped by this, by this series so far? Says, <laughs> say, don't stop, <laughs> don't stop. <laughs> amen, amen. We've been talking about how to communicate, right? How to identify communication roadblocks. Uh, you can, uh, you know, we've been talking about uh, communication roadblocks, how to communicate. And last week, I think, was really powerful. <clears throat> we talked about, and we're talking about actions now, right? Yeah. Told you we've been talking, we talked about, what, what's the first thing we talked about? We talked about our attitude, right? We talked about our attitude when communicating. And then we talked about what? Our words, <clears throat> Did I say I was going to pick up somewhere? Somebody was supposed to help me with that. <clears throat> Where was I supposed to pick up at? Proverbs twelve eighteen. All right, let me see. Let me see what that says. You've been you've been you've been meditating on that. All right, Proverbs twelve eighteen. Let let me say this to you. Um. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh Lord. Yeah, oh Lord, the one who speaks rashly like the thrust of a sword, but the tongue of the wise brings healing. Isn't that powerful? All right, let's pray together. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your uh, mercy and kindness. Thank you for each and every person here this morning. God, speak to us, Lord. We need, we need freedom. We need deliverance. We need to hear from you today. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank God. You know what I want to do? Um, I want to explain this at 10 o'clock, but I think I need to explain it now because it ties in to, to where I'm going, okay? Um, I believe that <clears throat> after you've been saved and after you've been restored and after you've been brought back right with God, <clears throat> there are some natural things that come along with your Christian life. Okay? Number one, I believe that your love for God changes. Okay? Whereas we didn't have the capacity to love him before. Amen. We can love them now. All right. Number two. Yeah. Real love. Not just, uh, I want to thank God for what he done for me. You know what I mean? First of all, I want to thank God. No, no, no. He's talking about some real love. You know what I mean? Uh, love, not just in words, but love with what? Action. Amen. I believe that that's one of the key things. Amen. That happens in the believer's life. But I believe the second thing that happens is the ability to obey God's word. Amen. The ability and the capacity to what? To obey God's word. Amen. I believe the third thing that happens, amen, is that we develop what's called spiritual disciplines. For instance, worship. Come on, somebody. Fasting. Amen. Prayer. Y'all writing all this down? Amen. What, what, so what, what, what's the first thing that happened? Heard. What's the first thing that happened? Heard. No, uh-uh. I didn't say worship. It's the first thing that happened, y'all. 
Amen. Love for God. What's the, what's the second thing? Huh? The ability to obey God's word. What's the third thing, Sarah? Spiritual, Spiritual disciplines. Fasting. What else? Prayer. Worship. Come on, somebody. Giving. Amen. Listen, the person, I don't expect everybody to give at all. You know why I don't expect that? Because not everyone has a love for God. Amen. And when you obey God's word, you'll find out that giving just comes from a heart that says, what can I do for God for fixing my mouth? Come on, somebody. For changing my attitude. Come on, help me, somebody. For giving me a life that I never thought I would have. And so, so what happens, uh, see if you can find me a battery. Um, and what happens is, here's the next thing that starts happening. You start maturing spiritually. All right? With the spiritual disciplines, you start what? Maturing what? Spiritually. You begin to change and transform spiritually. Amen. And that's the things that happen. Little your spouse doing a conflict. Amen. Look what the word of God says. The word of God says that there's one who speaks what? Rashly. Harsh. Amen. Uh, hard. Melanie, on this side right here, bring it down just a little bit. Harsh. A little bit more. Harsh or or we speak in such a way where we're putting down the person, right? Why, why is it that we respond like that? With the people, oh, I love what you said, anger, right? But we have been taught or we've learned over, the, over our lives, this is how you defend yourself. But as a believer, we don't have to use words like that because can you imagine this? If I keep, if I put you down, is it going to bring healing to you? What is it going to do to you? Make, and oftentimes we're after hurting the other person. And we got to be real careful about that because listen, amen, you, you can damage not just the person, but you can damage yourself along the way. Amen. By, by responding to one another and communicating like this. He says, there's one who speaks rashly like the thrust of a what? We're, listen, we're speaking to kill. 
Now remember the things I told you that happens to us, right? All those things I told you that happens to you. Those things happen because you are growing and you are developing spiritually. Amen? Now watch this. Before you weren't interested in looking at all that. Tell the truth. Was you interested in you, in your attitude or your character? You wasn't, you, you thought you would, you thought that you were righteous because you were coming to church. Amen. And let me tell you where the, where church is going today. A lot of churches are going to more experience and, uh, 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 emotion and you follow what I'm saying and and not, not getting into the book and reading and then looking at oneself to see whether or not amen that you're really changing are you with me see here's the thing if the bible is real then I believe the bible is real enough to change us how many believe that how many believe that you can change all right let me ask this question how many of you have changed and I'm not talking about the first things that happened to you when you first got, I'm talking about now. I'm talking about, amen, you know, the, you know the deal. You know what it, be, what it is to be a Christian, but now all of your weaknesses are showing up. Come on, somebody. Amen. And so now the question is, do you stay the same or do you have the power to change? I believe we have the power to change, y'all. And I believe that that change begins, watch this, with the obedience to God's word. But look what he, he says, do we attack or belittle your spouse or the person during a conflict? And nine times out of ten, we don't have no sword out, we got some machine guns. <laughs> We're trying to kill. Come on somebody. And I believe that we have to be very careful because watch what the text says. It says, but the tongue of the wise whoo, brings what, y'all? Healing. Do you not know that your words can bring healing? Do you not know that there's a way to disagree without, come on, y'all, without wounding the other person? Do I have a witness? Do I have anybody that can say that? Amen. Amen. Look, look what it says in verse uh, 19. Truthful lips mm, will be established what? But a lying tongue, if it's a lie, why are you getting all upset? If you know it's not true about you, why do we get upset about things, right? That we know it's a, a lie. If it's a lie, it's not going to last long. Come on, say amen. Amen. And oftentimes we exaggerate what the other person is doing. No, no, I know where we're supposed to go back to. We're supposed to go back to Luke, uh, the speck. Remember, we talked about that last week. Come on, see, 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 the Lord knows what he's doing here. Amen. Watch this. Watch this now. And, and, I'm, and the reason I'm bringing up the lying first and then going to the speck is because that's primarily what we do. Come on, somebody. When we get into conflict. Amen. We don't tell the truth. And so what we usually see in the other person, amen, it's probably a little speck. And it's because we have this big log in our eyes, amen, 
And what we're trying to do is project that upon the other person. Do I have anybody? See, we have to be careful that we're not transferring mm, or magnifying the little things that we see. Remember we dealt with this last week? Oftentimes the things that we argue about, come on y'all, we arguing about some butter. <laughs> we're arguing about who left the who left the uh who who left a little bit of milk in the you see what I'm saying in the carton and and that drives you up a wall. You know what I'm saying? And then all of a sudden y'all ain't talking no more. Yeah, who left the <laughs> Who left well there's only two people in the house, so we already know who left the seat up. Come on, somebody. And then we fighting about who left the seat up. <laughs> Come on, y'all. Can, can, Satan is so devious, man. You know what I mean? We could blame Satan for it, but it's us. We have not, I don't believe that we've been taught how to respond. Come on, y'all. Because all we do is imitate what we've seen growing up. Amen. But I believe as a believer, I believe as a believer, you and I, we can learn, we can do it differently. You know why we can do it differently? Because we're a new creature in Christ. That we've been bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your what? In your bodies. Amen. And in your what? Conversation. Look what he says. He says in verse 20, deceit is in the heart of those who who device what? Devise what? Evil. But counselors of peace. Come on, somebody. Come on, y'all. There's that word. See, if you don't have joy, hey, he says that, he says, he says, Counselors of peace. You know what that means? That means that you and I need to learn how to become peacemakers. The question is, who's going to be the counselor in the relationship? (laughs) I just said something. You don't need training for this. (laughs) You know what you need? (laughs) Self-control. Amen. Who's going to be the counselor in, in the conflict that goes on in your life? In your relationship. Uh, and I'm not just talking about. I'm talking about with your kids. Come on now. And especially when they get older. And they think they grown. And they think they can talk back crazy. You know what I mean. You know you your retaliation. I had to learn. I had to learn that. I had to learn that. You know I can't talk to them like how I used to talk to them. When they were like you know 15 and you know 16 and 5 and 10. You know. It's a different ball game. Because now they're like. What you talking about, Willis? (laughs) Seriously, and and they want they talk back for real. You want to like you know what I mean? So, so, so listen this: if you're harsh with your kids as adults, they'll never talk to you about real stuff. I just said something. If you're harsh with your spouse, Amen. Amen. Your spouse is, listen, you ever notice what your conversation is about? It's all about business sometimes. All about business. It's, it's not just small talk. Conversations. I'm just saying, counselor. That's what he's talking about. Counselor. 
if you are, you know, you know, what's it? Counselor of peace have what? Joy. Amen. All right. Now look at this. Do you twist your mate's words to confuse your mate when you know that he or she has spoken truth and you simply don't want to admit it? Ouch. Ouch. Listen, you didn't even take a minute to respond. You just responded because it was true. What they were saying was true, but here's what you had after everything. But, 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 but now, but now, but what you mean? You find what I'm saying? But it was truth. Come on, somebody. And oftentimes, now, now how they presented that truth now. Now, listen now. You got to present the truth in what? Love. Now, just because you present the truth in love, watch this now. Watch where I'm going with this. It doesn't give you the right to be rude. It doesn't give you the right to say, well, I'm just, I'm just, you know, I'm just telling the truth. You know what I'm saying? I'm just, no, I'm just real. I'm just being real. You know what I mean? People who, who say that, they're rude. Listen, you got to say it in such a way, right, where they can receive that thing like, oh, you know what? Baby, you know what? I think you're right. You know what? I kind of, I did miss that. You know what I mean? Well, I'm, I'm just pointing out to you. I was just checking it. And then don't get, don't get all, yeah, talking about, uh, yeah, see, I told you. You know, and in your heart, you know what I mean? You're like, yeah, uh-huh, I told her off. <laughs> Come on, y'all. Come on, y'all. Come on. We some devious people, boy. We, 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 come on, y'all. And we saved too. That's the deep part about this thing. We're saved. But this tongue, y'all. This tongue, y'all. I'm going to say it one more time. This tongue, y'all. Go to Psalm 56 for me. In a split second, it can turn. It can. It, you ever notice in a split second, it can just turn. We got to stop that. Seriously, it, everything's going good. You don't wash the car. You, you hang it out, and then one slip, and then the other person. Now, what's up with that? And, and it's like you were just waiting. Come on, y'all. Come on. I, you know what I think that is? I think you just said it. You're looking for a reason to get away. You're looking for a reason to be by yourself. Subconsciously, I'm saying. Because you've done that so long that it's become what? A way of life. Some people are not happy until... Something negative happens. Seriously, like they poke and they say stuff and they, you know what I'm saying, to get a rise out of the other person. Come on, y'all. Come on, y'all. Seriously, and until they see the person, you know what I'm saying, in a, in a, in a position of vulnerability like that, they're not happy. We got to, 
people got to pay attention to that. Now, now watch this. Now, I'm not going. I'm not going to give you no pass on that one. Uh uh-uh, uh uh uh. No, that's how I grew up. No, mm-mm. you're a new creature in Christ. Come on now. Come on now. Come on now. We got to change that. We got to change that. Amen. We got to change that. All right, because we're here under the Word of God. We come every week. Amen. We are being transformed and washed by the regeneration of the word of God. You and you in permanent press cycle right now. Yeah, you are. Amen. You in the dryer yet. You're still in the washing. Every time you come to church, he says you're washed with the word. That's why you're supposed to preach the word. Worship doesn't, doesn't clean you up all the way. It prepares you for the spin cycle. I wish I had somebody. That's what it prepares you for. Because when that word start coming, that word start cleaning up stuff in your life. Amen. And sometimes we got to put some of that, you know, how you get them stains. What they call that thing? You got to rub that. Yeah, you got you to shout it out. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. God just cleaning us up. So ain't no reason to get all upset about, quiet about what's going on with you. Amen. Because this is helpful. But here's the thing. It's helpful, but it's not going to work until you apply it. Come on and help me say amen. Amen. Now I want to show you something and I want to go somewhere else. Y'all done got me started today. Chapter 56. I mean... Psalm 56, not Psalm 56, not chapter. There's no chapters in Psalm. Psalm 56, verse 5, because each one is a book. Look at verse 3. When I'm afraid, I will put my trust in you. See that? In God, whose word I what? See? In God, I have put my I shall not be what? What can what? Now this ain't fighting words. You got to you got to know it's in the context of trusting God. Amen. A lot of us fear man more than we fear God. Come on, help me somebody. A lot of us have more fear for man than we do for God. But he says, I will put my trust in you, God. Look what he says. He says, what can mere man do to me? Watch verse 5. All day long. What do they do? Come on, somebody. Don't you, don't you, don't, don't, doesn't that get under you? When you say one thing and somebody else comes along and just distorts your intention, they distort your words, and that's exactly what happens sometimes when we hear truth. We're so offended that, you know what we do? We distort it. It's a survival mechanism. Oh, come on, somebody. Look what he says. He says, all their thoughts against me are, are against me for what? See, now how do we get, how do, we may not want to say it, but can I say it? Sometimes 
even with our spouse, we act like enemies. What would you, what would you call that conversation you last had? <laughs> That's how you speak to someone on the street. As a matter of fact, you know what? You wouldn't speak to nobody like that out in the street. Because if you were to speak somebody like that to somebody outside, somebody like that out in the street, guess what? It would go to blows. Come on, y'all. Come on, y'all. <clears throat> Ouch. Amen or thank you. That's it's, it's, it's right there. Amen. Think about that for a minute. I, I know you may say, well, I don't, I don't mean it. Well, if you don't mean it, how come you can't control yourself like you control yourself with everybody else outside? Amen. Or is that just how you are? You ain't like that with everybody because guess what? People wouldn't fool with you. If we were to just tear, if we were to just to do this, right? You're in your house and all four walls just flip down like a cardboard box and everybody peek in. Amen. In your conversations. <laughs> Bruce said, oops. Wouldn't be so good. Amen. And so this is why we learn from the word of God. Lord, teach us how to tame this tongue. Teach us how to, you know what I mean? Not, you know, when my wife tell me, when my husband tell me, or when somebody tells me the truth, I'm not going to be mad at them. I thank you for telling me the truth. Thank you, baby, for telling, for bringing that to my attention. What if you respond like that? Thank you, honey, for bringing that to my attention. You know what? I needed to know that because guess what? Sometimes the things that we need to be checked on is the things that we do in public. And believe it or not, your spouse is really trying to look out for you. If anybody going to look out for you, it's going to be your spouse. Amen. Amen. And, and, and sometimes they're trying to help you out, but sometimes we don't want that help. I know, I know, I know. Okay, all right, okay, all right, okay. All right. Look at verse 6. They, they attack, they lurk, they watch my steps. What kind of house is that? And, and as they, now, you know, David's talking about <laughs> the Philistines here when they, we are, uh -huh. look, look what he says. He says, as they have waited to take my life because of wickedness, cast them forth in anger, put them, put down the peoples of God. You have, take, you have taken account of my what? Wanderings. And look at this. Put my tears in your bottle. Are they not in your book? You know what that means? In the Hebrew times, culturally, when people would mourn, they would, they would have, a, it's called a tear bottle. And what they would do, they would catch their tears and they would put it in a bottle, right? And they, and, and it was just symbolic of their grieving, right? But, but watch this. He says that for every tear that you have, God has a record of it. Come on, help me somebody. Come on, somebody. God has a record. So, so there's no reason to think that there's no uh, vindication for being mistreated. All right. And, and it could be, and, and I'm talking about family members. I'm talking about all kinds of people. 
God, whoever has caused you to cry, God has a record of your tears. He says, are they not in your book? Come on, somebody. And I thank God today that the word of God is what's changing my life. It really is. And I'm paying attention to what I say. And I'm looking at how I respond. And I'm, I'm, I'm being more careful on my heart. You know what I found out? Uh, can I help you with something? Can I, can I share something with you? I shared this with my seminary students on Thursday night. You and I have to know what it's like to have love in our hearts. What does that even mean? Love. I'm talking about the euphoric feeling that you feel. Just you, you ever wake up on a Friday? One you ever wake up any day of the week and you just feel like, man, it's just a beautiful day. Just <laughs> your heart has to be flooded with love so that it can overpower. The other things, because the Bible says love covers a multitude of sins. Love causes you to overlook, come on somebody, what the person just said to you. Love causes you not to respond. See, when you have love, and this should be your prayer. Lord, fill my heart with love. Flood my heart. Just ask him. Flood my heart, God, with love. Because love, the Bible says, for they who love, you ready for this? Know God. But here's what the Bible also says. That God, come on, help me. That God that God, I'm going to say it one more time, that God, and if God is love, and God lives in you, come on somebody, by way of the Holy Spirit, watch this, and then the Holy Spirit produces in you and I the fruit of what? Oh, come on, help me somebody. It is possible for us to love. And we also place ourselves on the obligation to what? Huh? To what? Say it loud. Not only will you obey God's word, but you will contribute to the house of God. I understand not everybody gives because they can't. If you don't get the first part right, I'm talking about your spiritual life. I'm talking about your spiritual, your spiritual life. I'm talking about following God's word. If you can't get that right first, you ain't going to be able to give. Are you with me? Watch this. Watch what he says. He says, uh, he says under obligation to contribute when? Yearly. Now watch this. One third of a shackle for the service of the what? 
for the showbread, for the continual grain offering, for the continual, underline that word in your Bible, for the continual burning offering, the Sabbaths, the new moon for the appointed times, for the holy things, and for the sin offering, to make atonement for Israel and all the work of the house of what? Saints. When you tithe, this church doesn't just stop. God's work doesn't just stop. I want you to think about this, right? God's work doesn't just stop just because I didn't get paid this week. Amen. The church has continual needs, continual things. So when you're not here and you don't give, how does it get done? Just asking. But if you are truly converted and committed to God, you will be concerned not just about giving, but you'll be concerned about God's house. Now watch what he says next. Likewise, we cast lot, lots for the supply of wood among the priests. They were shooting dice. The Levites and the people so that they might bring it to the, to the what? To the what? To the what? House of what? Right. Amen. According to our father's household at the fixed time, what? To burn on the altar of the Lord our God. Watch this. As it is written where? And that we might bring... That we might bring what? And the what? First fruits of all the fruit of every tree to the what? Come on, somebody. And bring to the house of our God the what? Firstborn of our sons and our cattle and the firstborn of our herd and the firstborn of our herds and the firstborn of our flocks as it is written where? In the law. For the who? For the priest who are ministering in where? So not only will you contribute to the house of God, but you will also contribute to the man of God. You will be concerned that the man of God ministers to you every week. And you'll make sure that God's house has everything it needs. He says, bring your first fruits. Saints, what this is about today this is very spiritual. I'll give you a testimony. I was short this month, this week, this week, Monday. I miscalculated my weeks because what I was doing and I brought my envelope. I'm going to put it in the same envelope. I've been putting up my money every week for my first fruits. Every week I've been putting it up every week. I didn't just start last week. I started with the day we said we were going to do first fruit offering. I started putting up X amount of dollars every week. I, I miscalculated. Miscalculated. And I said, Lord, Monday, I said, Lord, I'm asking that you help me to get this money because I really, I don't want to give it later. I want to give it now. I want now blessing. I don't want next week blessing. I want now blessing. That's why it's the first fruit. Now watch this. Prayed, went to the mailbox. I got another check this year 
because we overpaid on our escrow. I not only had what I gave, what I'm, what I was short, but I had at least half of what I was giving to the church in my first fruit offering. Come on, give God a hand clap praise. Listen, I believe in this first fruit. I believe it's part of your blessing is tied to it. Amen. And so I just want you to know something. Amen. God doesn't sleep. He knows. And he'll bless you as you give, as you sow, as you show concern. Amen. For the things of God.